Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. You may be saying another edition. What the hell, Sal? Hasn't been one in a long time. It's the first time I've been here. Well, that is probably right because or it could be right because the last time I did this was back in August before the Bills season even started, chatted with John Feliciano, had a really nice interview there. Then he went on to have a really nice season and did a good job for the Bills. So maybe it was a good luck charm for John to be on the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. But all kidding aside, um, you know, m- mainly I was focusing the podcast geared towards that, geared towards interviews, a lot of different, you know, heavy type of emotional stuff as far as interviews, people with interesting lives and stories to share. And I love doing that. And I'd like to continue to do that. But I've also kind of been, searching around and seeing what you like and what I want to do and trying to mix it all and mash it up the best I can to give you the best product possible. And I think the best way to do that is just talk about sports, talk about the bills and also mix in all that other stuff as we go along the way. So let's do that. And also let's do more of these. All right. This is on me. It's my fault. Haven't done that. We're going to start doing that more. It's available on iTunes, of course, and other places you get your podcasts, but also at WGR550.com. Just search Sal Sports and Stuff Podcast. Sal Sports is all one word, Sal Sports and Stuff, and then you can subscribe and download. Please hit the subscribe button, download, leave me a nice review. That would be great. And um, we'll do this a little bit more often, I promise, all right? I'm going to make it a point to make sure I do that as the offseason goes. I'm whatever. It might be even just something really small and not a very long one. It might be something a little bit longer. Today, I just had a lot going on this week in sports that I figured we needed to talk about and we needed to kind of sit down and process, including the cheating scandal in Major League Baseball, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., what happened in the national championship game and afterwards. And then I uh, started watching the Aaron Hernandez series. I'll get to that in a little while. So let's start with the cheating scandal in baseball. I have never really seen anything like this. Nobody really has because of the the technology involved, right? And just the advancements and the thoroughness and the really uh, way that the players here and the managers and everyone else went about it so methodically. It's pretty incredible. It's a, it's, but when you, when this is your life and every single day you do this and you're making millions of dollars, you're going to do something to get as much of an advantage as possible. Sometimes like these guys did. And sometimes that's going to step over the line. And once you do that, it takes you to another level and then another level and then another level. And now we're talking about people actually wearing buzzers on their shoulders to give them the pitch like Jose Altuve. And apparently that's what happened. And now he's denying that. But if you watch the video of him rounding third base after he touched up Chapman to win the ALCS last year, well, I don't think how, I don't see how you can come away with any other conclusion after he's grabbing his Jersey and basically telling his teammates don't rip it off. I don't see how you can come to any other conclusion that that's actually what was going on. To me, it just makes sense. And it all lines up. And here's the other thing. Even though he's denying that part of it, everyone else has kind of admitted it. That's why Alex Cora is out of a job. 
That's why Carlos Beltran is out of a job before he even really had the job, to be honest. Never managed a game for the Mets. That's why the Astros GM and manager are both out of a job. That's why they were suspended. There's proof. This happened. People are admitting it. And the buzzer thing is just wild. And then we read these other tweets from social media accusing other teams and players, even Glaber Torres of the Yankees, maybe of doing something. I mean, I don't know how deep this goes. I'll be really obviously disappointed if the Yankees did it. I'm a Yankee fan. But I wouldn't be surprised if any team was told to have been doing this, caught to have been doing this in any way, shape, or form. But it seems like, and it appears, that the Astros here are, if they're not the biggest violator, they are the, I don't know, shining example and poster child of the violations. And it seems like they devised the scheme. There are probably other teams doing other things. But in this particular instance... I don't think we've ever seen anything rise to this level, even in my lifetime, as far as a cheating scandal in sports. We have had, in sports, point-shaving scandals. We even had an NBA referee, Tim Donahue, who basically was throwing games. And this was years ago, right? Not, what, 10, 15 years ago, something like that now. But this happened. I think this here, this collaborative effort, this isn't like a rogue guy. This isn't like one player throwing a game. It's not one player trying to cheat, two players trying to cheat. This is an elaborate system, a scheme that was set up by a team known by the manager, known by people in the organization. No one did anything to stop it. It got out of control. They won games because of it. They won a World Series. And when I say because of it, who knows? Maybe they would have won anyway, but they won. And now the punishment comes down. And what's interesting is I had a really good debate on Twitter with some of you where I said, hey, sure, you want to take their title away? That's fine if you want to do that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you take titles away. No one's going back and erasing their memories of them winning the title. We've done that. We've been down that road. The NCAA has done that. They strip people of their Heisman Trophy, like Reggie Bush. They've stripped teams of their Final Fours, like Michigan back in 92-93, the Fab Five, like Louisville just a few years ago. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make me not remember them winning. They won those games. They won those those Final Fours to get to the final. They won the Heisman Trophy in Reggie Bush's case. You can't just make people, you know, give them a lobotomy and go back and erase that out of their memory. So to me, it doesn't matter. And by the way, they're also not giving away and giving back, I should say, their championship rings. Are you going to go to every Houston Astros player from 2017 and say, hmm, we're going to strip the uh, ring so you have to give us your ring back? You can't do that. So and then you're not also going to give the World Series championship to the Dodgers that year. You're not going to go give Joe Girardi his job back. (laughs) I mean, the guy lost his job. These are things that you just can't erase. So fine, go ahead, go strip their title. Maybe they deserve it. Does it matter? Whenever we look about it, and I guess maybe 20, 30 years from now, like my son Max, who's six, will be looking in some book or online, I guess, and saying, well, who won the World Series back in the 2000s and 2010s? And says, hey, dad, why is there nobody listed for 2017? And I say, well, that's because they cheated, son. That could happen. But really... When you go and look, go take a look at Wikipedia at the Final Fours. Michigan is still listed as being there, 92-93. There's an asterisk next to their name. When I go through and name all the Heisman Trophy winners, I say Reggie Bush. I don't stop and go, vacated that year. That's not how it works. So I don't think it matters at all to take away the winnings, whether that's individual or team. 
If they do, that's fine. I'm for it, I guess, to just symbolically. I just think you have to go well above and beyond that. And I actually do think that the punishment that these guys received is pretty harsh. A lot of you don't. And there seems to be this thing we do on social media, on Twitter, that no matter what the punishment is for anything, it's never enough for people. It's never enough. I mean, guys got suspended for a whole year, okay? And I think that's quite quite a bit of punishment, by the way. They The team got stripped of their first and second round picks for, for the next two years. They're facing this fine, and it, there's all these different things that happen, but yet there's this outrage of that's not enough. W- what is enough? I mean, are we supposed to just automatically ban people for life? I guess if that's what you want, I, I think we'd be banning a lot of people for life for a lot of things then. And then we're setting a lot of interesting precedents. I do think that they had a quite a, b- a harsh punishment, but but an apropos punishment, one that they deserved. But there's always this thing we do where every time there's a punishment in anything, whether that's a guy in an illegal hit in a football game or a guy that gets busted for be, or gets arrested outside of the scope of the, you know, of playing. And he's driving 110 and he's caught with marijuana, whatever. There's somebody that has some sort of fight he gets into in a bar. And then the league comes down and they say, well, this person's suspended for this amount of games. No matter what, you always have this this section of people who just want to tell you it's never enough. It's not enough. I don't know what that is or where it comes from. People just want to see other people punished all the time to the most severe level possible. And I don't even know if there is a severe level possible for a lot of these people who think that way. To me, this was punishment enough for them to warrant. Like, here's here's the thing. Punishments do two things. Number one, they're designed to do two things. Number one, they're designed to punish you for the deed you had, right? Say, you can't do that, you did that, we have to say that this was wrong. But more than even that, the reason you punish is to deter other people from doing it. And I will tell you, even though they won, and some of you out there think, wow, yeah, they won, they'll take that, doesn't matter what their punishment was. No, no, I don't think so. I think if they, I think if you know you're gonna get suspended for a year, it's gonna tarnish your name and your legacy and you're out of a job and you may never get another job again and you might get fired and never get another job again, I do think that's a deterrent. I think for a team to have to go through that, an organization to have what the Astros are going through right now, I think that's a deterrent. Other teams see that, they don't want that. Other teams don't want that to happen to them. Other people don't want that to happen to them. I, to me, that's a deterrent. So I'm okay with the punishment. I'm okay with how hard they came down. And if you want to strip them of their titles, fine, go ahead. I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter. You have to do a lot more than that. That's that's a very, to me, it's a, it's a symbolic punishment more than anything. It doesn't really do anything. It rings hollow. That's exactly what it is. And when I had this debate on Twitter and I had people coming at me about, well, you strip medals in uh, in Olympics. Well, yeah, because you give it to the second place person then basically. They're awarded it for winning. You, we're not doing that here. We're not giving the Dodgers the World Series, like I said. The second place, the runner-up in the Heisman Trophy uh, ballot in, what was it, 05 with Reggie Bush, is not getting the Heisman Trophy. So it's, it's, it's different in this regard. In baseball, they're not giving the actual World Series to the second place team. And who's to say that even... The Astros should have been in the World Series. I'll say just give it to the Yankees then. Maybe they should have been 
in the World Series that year. They lost to the Astros in the playoffs. Why has it got to be the Dodgers? Maybe the Yankees would have beat them if they would have beaten the Astros, and the Astros cheated. So that's why I just don't think you can go back and erase history. I think the names that these guys have, the tarnishing of their legacy and their names, the punishments, the suspensions, now being fired by their teams, which wasn't a league punishment, I think that's that's good. I like it, and I'm just fascinated about where this is going to go and where it is going. It is blowing up big time, and I don't think we've ever seen anything like this as far as um, cheating scandals go in sports, in my lifetime at least. All right, let's get to OBJ. Odell Beckham Jr. What the hell is wrong with this guy? I mean, come on. Why are you putting these kids, and I call them kids, I know they're not. I mean, Joe Burrow's, what, 23? I'm 46, so I call people half my age kids, sorry. And I call college students kids because that's the way I see them. So I'm going to use that term. Sorry if you don't like it. Why are you putting these kids in that position? It's always got to be about you. You got to show everybody, look at, I'm going to give these guys cash. Look at me. Yep. They fought their ass off. They don't get paid. They're student athletes. They need to. Fine. I agree. We should pay these guys in some way. I don't know how to figure that out, but we should do that. It's not up to you to do that at that moment because you're putting them in a really, really bad position and you're putting your school the school that gave you an opportunity to play college football in an avenue and a path to get to the National Football League. You're putting them in a really, really horrible position. And I, the thing is, I don't know if he knew that. Like, I don't know if he's smart enough to even figure that out. He just thinks this is about me and I'm going to do this and I love these guys and I'm going to give them cash. You have to be smarter than that, right? So and on one hand, I say he totally did it on purpose and said, I just want the world to see this because I want to show what's morally right and to give them money. And who cares? Because Joe Burrow's not going to play another game in college football anyway. So his eligibility is done. But on the other hand, I think there's no way anybody could be that dumb. There's no way. So he didn't know what he was doing and just thought that that was cool. And then the response from LSU. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's fake money. It wasn't fake money. It was real money. For them to come out that quickly and say that and not be true is a really bad look for the school. But they were put in a really horrible spot by Odell, who is more trouble than he's worth, despite all his talent. You go back to the watch he wore early in the season, that what, $200,000, whatever it was. You go back to the cleats that he wore, that he was told to take them off. This guy just has to make everything about himself. And once again, national championship game, LSU celebrating. He's this big star that went there that everybody knows. He's on the sidelines all game. It's not his fault. That's great. Go on the sidelines. I think that that there's a place for that. People, schools always bring guys back. They always want to show their alumni and who they put in the NFL. It's a, it's a recruiting thing for them. It's uh, marketing for them. That's fine. The camera's on them. That's not his fault. What's his fault then is as soon as the clock strikes zero to go out there and be a part of the show and to give money to these kids and make sure that the world sees it in the manner in which you do it and not care. That's on him. Then he goes to the locker room after, and this is where things get even wackier and wilder. There's a security guard, not even a actual officer, a security guard for the Superdome in the locker room with LSU apparently called there because what kids were smoking cigars after winning a national championship. Odell sees this. There's one of the um, LSU players sitting down who's getting a talking to, I guess, by the security guard. He sees that. 
thinks, come on, what are you doing? So he slaps the security guard on the butt. And then he kind of taunts him. Okay, don't do that. That is wrong. You can't be slapping people on the butt, much less security guards, officers, and he can't be taunting them. So that's on you for doing that. But what are we doing here? Why is the security guard even there in the first place? Who cares? You know what you should do, security guard, when you get the phone call and say, hey, there's some kids smoking cigars in the LSU locker room. You go, okay, I'll take care of it. And then you walk like 10 feet and then you look the other way. Give me a break. It's kids winning a championship that they've worked their entire lives for, and especially this whole season, and they're celebrating not doing anything wrong. They're smoking a cigar. When I say not doing anything wrong, of course they're doing something wrong as far as don't smoke in the uh, in the Superdome. Who cares? No one's starting a fire. Let them have fun. Let them have their moment. Let them celebrate. Odell Beckham Jr., let those kids have their moment on the field. Security guard, let those kids have their moment in the locker room. Turn around. Go have an Eskimo pie or something. There's there's no reason you have to harass or even give a talking to to them. They probably know they're not supposed to smoke. They don't care. You shouldn't care either. You might as well have had fun police written on your badge instead of New Orleans Superdome security. And now Odell Beckham Jr. has to answer to this arrest warrant, and it this has gotten out of hand. And and he has to answer for slapping the police officer on on the ass. I get it, right? But this was there was none of this should have happened. You know what we should have been talking about on Tuesday morning? How great of a season LSU had. A really good football game for the most part. And some of the kids are going to get drafted like Joe Burrow in the draft. But instead, we got to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. handing money out after the game. Odell Beckham Jr. slapping the ass of a security guard. And a security guard pressing charges or whatever he did after he was essentially telling a young man not to celebrate an incredible accomplishment because there's a rule posted somewhere that says there's no smoking in the secure in the Superdome. It's it got out of hand and it's still way out of hand. All right. I want to shift to this Aaron Hernandez series. It's on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen any of it yet. I've watched one episode. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, I read people saying the same thing. Oh my God. Wow. Or whatever that your adjective was to describe how you felt about it. I mean, I've watched one episode. I know how it's going to end. Obviously, it's a docu-series. We know how his life ended. We know what happened to him. But every 10 minutes, there's something that you go, holy smokes, I didn't know that. And that just keeps happening. And this young man's life was a train wreck waiting to happen, and the train wreck happened. And unfortunately, other people lost their lives. It's sad. It's tragic. Uh, I'll let you watch it, form your own conclusions. But I just want to give it a recommendation here on my podcast for you to go watch it and then Maybe, you know, tweet me at Sal Sports. What'd you think of it? I've watched one episode so far. Uh, I'll watch the rest of it coming up this weekend. My wife and I, I think it's what, three episodes, I think it is. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll get into it. We'll watch it. The rest of it, pretty amazing. And there are some people in there that, you know, you had no idea about in his life because now they they go really deep and they show people he's connected to, whether it's family or friends. And I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys listening you guys, ladies, whoever's listened to this thing. But I will tell you, the dad of the best friend, the guy is like stealing the show other than everything about Aaron Hernandez himself. And I think because it's the year 2020, I'm not really supposed to like this guy. And I'm supposed to tell you how much of a, uh, oh, this guy, he's so old school and old man and he's not with the times. But 
I kind of like him. I like his character, his guy. I, and whether he's telling the truth or not, there's some debate about that. I don't know. But he's interesting, to say the least. So I kind of like him, even though I'm probably not supposed to like him, even though there's some things that make you kind of cringe when he talks. He's one of those characters. He's the kind of guy that I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in other documentaries about other people because of how he is on camera and the things he's saying. That's what I'll say about that guy. Highly recommended. It's a Aaron Hernandez docu-series, uh, and it's on Netflix, so go find it. All right, finally, let me wrap with uh, Bill's talk. We have a lot going on here over the next week or so. There's been a lot going on over this past week, including my State of the Bills series at WGR550.com. You can find it. Uh, I did a state of the position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I'll continue on. We'll do uh, tight ends, offensive line, then I'll shift to the defense. And basically what I do in every one of these articles is I list who's under contract right now at the position, who are the pending free agents right now on the roster at the position. They're going to be free agents, whether that's unrestricted, restricted, or exclusive rights come March. And then I go through the position and give my thoughts kind of on each guy, basically, and then what the team needs to do going forward this offseason, whether that's free agency, draft, guys coming back in camp, who that's going to be, where I see this kind of playing out between now through March, through the draft in uh, late April, and then into training camp in July. So I invite you to go take a look at that, WGR550.com. I will also be attending the Senior Bowl next week in Mobile, Alabama. It's my first time. I'd never been there. I usually go to the Combine every year. This year I'm going to the Senior Bowl, not the Combine, because of scheduling conflicts. I can't make the Combine, so I'm going to the Senior Bowl instead. But I've always wanted to, and I know it's going to be really good access to interview a lot of these guys, to see them practice. I'm so looking forward to that. So I'll be headed down to Mobile on uh, Monday morning, uh, I'll be checking in with the uh, afternoon guys on WGR on Monday afternoon, and then on Tuesday morning with Howard and Jeremy, Wednesday morning as well. I'll be on all the shows basically reporting from Mobile on Tuesday and Wednesday, then coming back later next week. I'm also looking at the weather in Mobile, Alabama. I mean, come on, are you kidding me? This past week, it was like 77. And then when I'm down there, when the, when, when the media and the Senior Bowl people and all the seniors and everybody's down there next week, it's going to be like a high of 49. Now, 49 is okay for this time of year in Buffalo. I'll take it. But I want it to be better than that Mobile, Alabama when I go down. Opening up my app right now. Okay, Wednesday's 54. I can deal with that. 47 Tuesday, 54 on Wednesday. And of course, it's the two coldest days. Then I come back on Thursday morning and it's back in the 60s. So it's going to be a little bit uh, chillier then maybe, it, I don't even know, is Mobile, is that about right for that time of year? It just seemed like it was 70 when I looked the other day. In fact, it's 72 this weekend on Saturday, and then it's going to drop down to 47 for a high on Tuesday when I'm there, and now I'm complaining about the weather. It's first world problems. I get to Mobile. I get to go to Mobile. I get to watch football practice, so I should shut up right now. But not before I get to championship games uh, this weekend. On Sunday, you have the Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. I would not be surprised at all to see the Titans win the game, the way they can run the ball, the way they're playing right now. I just don't think they have enough firepower to keep up with Kansas City, who could score at any time, anywhere on the field. And it doesn't matter, you know, how they get the ball or how long they have the ball. They're always a threat. And I think Tennessee, even though they can grind down the clock, they can probably run against them. I just don't see them putting it up enough, up enough points. They have scored points in games this year, like put up nice points, but uh, 30s, 40s. 
but I don't see that happening against Kansas City. I like Kansas City to win. You do have the Andy Reid factor. It just seems like he can't get past this round. He's been there once in his career when he's with the Eagles, and they lost, obviously, to the uh, New England Patriots back in the early 2000s in the Super Bowl. And the other game, look, to me, San Francisco's been the best team all year. They have been the best, most consistent, most balanced team all year. Yes, they are mainly a team that you know plays great defense that they're known for, and then their offense can have some days, but... Their defense is really what carries them most of the way, but their offense is good enough. They run the ball really well. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, there's a lot of questions about how good he really is. He's good enough to win in this game. He's good enough to get them to the Super Bowl with the defense that he has and the running game that he has, and I think they will. I think Green Bay is really, they are a team that has been pretty inconsistent this year, but gets some Aaron Rodgers magic and comes up with a few games here or there where they can score points, have Rodgers do his thing, but teams have run on him at times this year. Uh, they've laid some eggs. They went to L.A. one game. They were horrible playing the Chargers. Uh, they've had a few games like that this year. Uh, I, I just don't see that from San Francisco. And then Aaron, Aaron, the um, excuse me, the Packers have to go to San Francisco, obviously, to play this game, go out west. I think that's an advantage for them being at home, obviously. So I like the San Francisco 49ers overall. I think they're the best team in the league this year right now, and they're going to win this game, and I expect a San Francisco-Kansas City Super Bowl. All right, we'll talk to you the next time in the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. Thanks for coming aboard. Make sure you subscribe, whether that's at iTunes or however else you get your podcasts. Make sure you go to WGR550.com to listen online to all the Sal Sports and Stuff podcasts and then subscribe from there. There's buttons, there's download buttons, there's subscribe buttons. Do all that stuff, and then leave me a nice review, will you? We're going to try and do more of this. Going to try and do more of... Just giving you sports, bills, whatever it is. Some will be heavy bills-centric. Some will be sports talk with Sal, interviews. I'll have guests, and we're going to do the the heavy emotional stuff at times. When that presents itself, we'll just have interviews and talk sports with people. So who knows where this is going to go, but I'm excited about it. I want to do it more often, and I'm glad you came aboard. Thanks a lot for tuning in to Sal Sports and Stuff. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.